you know, it's not all like that. No, no, no. There, this so, is a, so, plus. This is going up a chimney. Okay, this well, that's is saying, a, that's where I want to go next. So I, vertical. When I was saying okay. about the siltiness, yeah. right? So there's some spots where you got the silty on the wall. I want to go next. Mm-hmm. There's spots where it's a clay bottom where you got to be careful. Yeah. Okay, like this, and then th- then you've got this, which is something totally different that you're doing because yeah. it wouldn't be the norm. So is where I exactly. want to go, right? Okay. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Travis. <laughs> Traverse. Traverse. Are you sure it's not Traverse? Well, we made it back from Florida, eh? Hey, we did. Hung out with some Canadians, eh? The ca- <laughs> What's that all about? Hey, you take off. We did take off, didn't we? We did. We had to take off. We had to take off back to back to the great white north. Yeah, hey. Those hosers, but they're uh, typical awesome Canadians. One thing you maybe, can say about Canadians. More than typical, but yes, say it. Say more than one. Chances thing. are they're going to be pretty damn friendly. They're fr- they're the friendliest, nicest people you'll ever run across. And shout out to Dave and Kelly because they were wonderful hosts. We're making them uh, super friends of the Great Dad Podcast. That doesn't give you any special powers or anything. Uh, but it's a hell of a title. But it's a great title. I mean, if, yes. it wouldn't, when somebody says, Do you, have you ever heard of the Great Dad Podcast? And you go, heard of them. I'm a super friend. I'm a super friend. What, what does do that mean? mean? It's, well, small, that, it's a small club you belong to. That means you invited us into your house. <laughs> we, <laughs> let us stay. Yes. Treated us wonderfully. That's what a super and, friend does. And didn't say... It's time for you guys to leave. Okay. <laughs> you've worn out your you actually, You've actually said you should stay longer. Didn't wake every day. Are you going to wake up every day? Is go, today the you day guys, you guys uh, It was really nice having you. Well, we're not leaving for, for... We just got here an hour ago. We're not leaving for two more days. It was a really quick trip, but a good mix of, good mix of diving. Yeah, it was nice to get back into the caves. You know, like we, we say when we were leaving, we said when we were leaving, it's... Uh, it's not enough. No, three days. Know. Three days is too short. It always is because you're just getting into the groove. Right, right. It takes you a few dives, a few hundred, several hundred minutes to get back in the swing of it. You know, and uh, you just start to get that groove back. And, yeah. And, um, like I get a lot a of people take a Caribbean trip that are yeah normal you know recreational divers, open water divers, and that's the thing they all say too. You, you get down in the Cayman Islands or mm-hmm. down to Bonaire. First day, a little rocky. Yeah, blow off. Second the day, dust. still. Third day gets a little bit better. Fourth day goes back down a little bit again. But mm-hmm. by, by that last day, you're like, okay, I'm not nervous anymore. I'm back in the groove, comfortable mm-hmm. again. Shit, it's time to go home. It's all over, right? And then they don't do it again for another year or two, right? And uh, cave diving's kind of the same thing, you know. Well, I think it's that uh, on steroids. Though. There's I mean. 
there's no amount of open water diving that really gets you into the cave groove. No. You know, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's diving, but it's a different groove to get into. Yeah, the uh, the need for more precise technique, for more, you know, a wider attentiveness and, and awareness, all that stuff, you know. And then all you the forget until you're back in it, and then you're like, "Okay, what was I doing? How did yeah, I?" Yeah, and then this? all the the technique, right? That that you that you strive on, you can get a little lazy in open water. Yeah, it, the cave environment becomes unforgiving pretty quick. Yes, and you don't want to look like a monkey, right? You, <laughs> right, right. You there just you don't want to look like a monkey. Right. There, you at least definitely want to make sure you rule sixed out. So it's all good. Don't think I embarrassed look myself good too 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 much. So. Uh, felt real good by the time I was leaving. So. Yeah, but I looked great, felt great, taking all my gear apart Sunday. When we, were, <laughs> we, were, we were heading home. Like, yeah, now I got a groove. <laughs> now I'm getting into it. Watch how I pack this stuff up. <laughs> so, hey, people, it's uh, the Great Dive Podcast. You are once again tuning in. It must be Friday if you're listening on this re- on release day. If not, come on. Why aren't you waiting eagerly by your ear pods? Well, that's the be- your, that's uh, the beauty phone. of the, where, where were they? The, the podcasting world is they're not really tuning in. You don't have to anymore. You don't tune in anymore. You just what do you do? You, you, you stream and what? Stream it, subscribe, you, and hopefully you're clicking you're, on. Hopefully, you yeah. people are subscribing and rating oh, and reviewing. Yeah. By the way, yeah, it's, it's the only way we can grow. It's the only way we can keep doing it. Uh, also, sharing the show with your friends helping us get the word out. Share this yes. with people. Send people your favorite episodes. That will help us grow, too. Running into a lot of people in when we were up in Alpena and then now uh, down in old cave country again, meeting a lot of new people. Met some that listened to the show. Met some uh, people. Uh, we can give a shout-out to uh, our Anarchy Scuba people. Met some people from Alaska. Shout-out to our Alaska friends. Yeah, we ran into quite a few people over the that three days of diving. Oh, yeah. That um, we didn't have to sit down and explain to them what a podcast was, right. what the Great Dive Podcast <laughs> was. They actually said, oh, you're the Great Dive Podcast guys. Exactly. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so that was, it was good. It was good. Actually, they said, oh, you're the Great Dive Podcast guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tracy and Brandon, you're not, we you have know. to give a shout out to their name. You know, we, won't, we won't expose them in case they don't want to. Wayne, and of course, the great Larry Green, we will say his name because... There's a segue. Yeah, we uh, for uh, for you Patreon subscribers, we've got we're getting ready to release uh, the next Patreon interview, which is going to be with Larry Green. And if you don't know who Larry Green is, you're not a real scuba. Guy. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Well, he's uh, he's definitely a legend, and he hates to be called a legend, right? Like, like we're, we're, very humble. He's very, humble very, guy, very humble. Super guy. I remember uh, when I first met him, mm-hmm. you know. Somebody described to him as, you know, oh, this is the legend. And, and he does the old look over the left shoulder, look over the right <laughs> shoulder, like, where, where? Uh, oh, me? No, 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 no. You know, very humble guy. Was he like, I, I put my fin on, my fins on one at a time, just, just like, like everybody, everybody else. else. But the difference is when I do, was that, that old uh, Saturday Night Live, <laughs> I put my, my, my pants on one leg at a time. The only difference is, then I, once I get them on, I go and make gold records. That was uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who are 
interested in cave diving, he's got some really good classic old stories that he was telling us. But more importantly, those of you who are dive instructors or passionate about diving, even or passionate, passionate about, about diving, you are going to hear the difference between what being a scuba instructor is and what being a an teacher. underwater educator and being a real teacher is. He goes into, I mean, he's got a really it's a deep, a really deep philosophy of, of of educating a new diver. That, that was great talking with him about. Yeah, it goes beyond the you know superficial aspects of scuba instruction. It goes into actually, you could apply this to anything, and then anybody that actually is passionate about something and they teach it, that's what it's about. So yeah, Patreon gang, you'll be getting that here at the end of Cave Diving Month, which is coming up. We're in week three, and I've got an exciting story for you about one of the dives that we just did down in Peacock. Oh, boy. This is from Skin Diver, 1991. That's when they still called it Peacock. Correct. It's really, now it's called West Skiles. Yes, West Skiles State Park, Mm -hmm. correct. So the Slash Peacock Springs. Right, it's still West Skiles Peacock Springs, but, and there's a, you know, the, the stairs... In the in the walkway out to the stairs to uh, Peacock, there. Yes, that is dedicated to Sheck Exley because we were wondering: Correct. is there anything you know? Sheck Exley named after Sheck, yeah. And there is the walkway is dedicated to Sheck. I'm sure there's there's probably more. Right. Uh, we're just we're still not locals. We're still not locals in Hawaii. They call us Howleys still. <laughs> Howleys. Do you know that? No, I've never been to Hawaii. Oh, I dated a Hawaiian girl, and uh, get over, I, I was a Did Howley. she say, get over here, Howley? No, Howley, Howley. She I know. Was, uh, no, we get over talking. here, Howley. No, she wouldn't say Get that. over here, Howley. No. Come to me, Howley. Was back when I was a little more, my, my uh, heathen stage. <laughs> <laughs> she was, but she would, you know, Howleys. I wasn't supposed to date her because she was a local. I was a Howley. It's like forbidden love. It's forbidden love. It was like West Side Story. <laughs> More like it. I was in the sharks. So this is uh, a dive in pothole. Okay. Old pothole. They went in the pothole? Yeah, it's a dive at uh, uh Oh they uh, went in oh down the pothole line. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Because pothole goes to pothole. The yeah. pothole line goes to pothole, the sink. So that yeah, they were gonna do a dive and come out. At that, pothole. Yeah. Well, coming out in any of those sinkholes, sometimes tough. A lot of times they're, cool. they're steep slope and they're deep. They're, you know, it's like a 20-foot climb out with twins. And right. Forget which, which about really it. gives you an appreciation to when they were doing yeah. this back in the 60s, mm-hmm. 70s, 80s, before any of those stairs. Oh, yeah. Well, when I, when I started cave diving, there was nothing there. You walked. And even the drive-in was insane. You needed a four-wheel drive for the most part. I mean, you, you could have... Taken like the car I have would make it still, but right. like a regular car, forget about it. Forget about it. You're not, you're not pulling up in your Impala. No, <laughs> your Chevy Cobalt is not going to make that. <laughs> forget about it. This I think is one of the greatest fears of open water divers that they wake that up in a classroom about, with no clothes on. No. That hear about cave diving and immediately are like, "Ooh, I don't know about that." Yeah. Right. And it's the day the dive line disappeared is the name of this story. Da-da. Now, as you and I know, dive lines don't just 
disappear. No, the divers. Yeah. The divers. It's the divers' fault. Work their way away from the dive right. line, and they're not aware of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Well, it could disappear if somebody cuts it or gets entangled in it, snaps. That's why the gold line's pretty substantial. I mean, it would take something to snap it. But you can see in many of the caves, the gold line is tied because things have happened. Or right. you get people with scooters, and it gets all tangled. they got to cut it to get their scooter out. Yeah, but it's a pretty substantial line. You get off on some yes. of those jumps, yeah. it's a different story. Exactly, yeah. You get off the main line. And that's why it. there's those different levels that we were talking about, so mm-hmm. that you get good on the gold line before you get on a Hop jump. Hop into off. a jump, yeah. So you do, just go off the line and start looking for your own little passages. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is written by a Carl Ross. Carl. I don't know. Carl was into writing. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. He, he learned something this day from diving about the day that dive line disappeared. Is that a Johnny Cash song? Could be. Day the line disappeared. Go on, do your Johnny le- Cash. <laughs> I'm I learned about diving. The day that dive line disappeared. I was diving with my buddy. I thought, that's more Janis Joplin. <laughs> I looked and he wasn't near. I pulled out my safety reel. My safety spool. I pulled out my spool. <laughs> But I dropped that double letter in the <laughs> silt. 19 oh, inches man. of mud. Oh, man, it was a Sunday. <laughs> and I done nearly got killed. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like the. I think it should be called 19 inches of mud. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that I like that. And, you know, that's how I died. 19 Day, inches 19 of silt. Of, Nine in, yes, 19 inches of silt. silt. We were at the Peacock Slough in northern Florida. Is it slow or slough? Slough. Yeah. Slough. It could be slough. I thought the it was pronounced slow. I've always heard it pronounced the, sl- the slough. I know. Everybody's wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, on my mind. This has been on my mind for a long time. I'm going to tell you why I, I think it's the slough. Yeah. Because of Sheck's book. Yeah. Taming the slough. The Taming of the slough. Yeah. Which is a... Take on Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, isn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it's Slew. It's Slew, Taming of the Slew. I thought so, too. And we're we're going up the Slew? No. It's it's slow. I'm I'm 90% sure it's slow because I've gone to, you know, been doing this a little while and I've seen it before and I'm like, how is this pronounced? There's already a way to spell slow. I know, but it's... It's... Slew. It's It's slow. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> or get out of here. <laughs> the fuck do you know? Yeah. Technically, it's <laughs> <laughs> technically you're incorrect. Yes. Nice. Technically, it's slow. 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 Okay. Okay. So going up the slow. Hey, people. How, do you, with how do you pronounce it, cave divers out there? Yeah. We're just a couple of Michigan idiots. Mittners. We're going to start calling ourselves Mittners. Mittners. Although we kind now the of Florida excluding people, the, now the Florida people are like, what the hell does he mean by Mittner? Mittners, right. Well, the Florida people, people are kind of like... Michigan people, you know. You know what Florida looks like. <laughs> I don't know if we... Our state looks like a mitten. Their state, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> 
to the well hung yeah. United Continental United remember. States. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when we used to have listeners in Florida? <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. Some might be wear that like badge of honor. My brother Bart and I were making our second basic cave diver certification dive with our instructor Gene and his son Wade. Conditions were excellent. The pool at the entrance of the cave was lit by a brilliant noon sun, and the visibility was 100 feet. Typical. Yeah, now that water right there going in. It's usually quite nice, 99% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful viz when you walk down the steps and... uh, you peer peer into the water. You can see. Yeah, the little the little uh, basin of water right there. It's crystal clear. The light's shining in. And actually, when you get into that cavern zone right there, the beams of light just coming through, and the mm-hmm. turquoise blue water with that, with just the 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 blackness of the, the the cave behind you, just gorgeous. It beckons. Come on in. Come in. It says. It says. Hey, come, bitch. Says, I bet you no, can't dive me. It says, come to me, Howley. Howley. <laughs> you think that's funny? Those those locals are going to tear you to ribbons, man. Gene ran through the dive plan carefully. We'd pick up the permanent guideline that starts just inside the main tunnel, follow it about 400 feet, and ascend through to Pothole Sink. We went through guideline procedure for the 50th time. Always stay within an arm's length of the guideline so it can be reached instantly if silting starts or a light fails. Never use it as a handhold to pull yourself along, to follow the line. Form an O around it with your thumb and forefinger. At the first sign of silting, get on the line. And once you're on it, don't ever let go until you arrive at its end. Good words of advice. Pretty pretty yeah. solid and typical Training for any dive, for a beginning cave diver, right? Know that line. line. Always know that line. If there's a problem, get on the line. Right. Doing the air shares, doing the one one lights on the line, and you're you're taking care of your buddy. You keep that light on that line. Yeah, and specific, you're not grabbing the line. You're not pulling yourself along the line. That's something you'll see with divers out in open water when there's a line going from the boat to the other sunken boat, right. to the motorcycle, mm-hmm. to the, you know what, on those open water dives, they see that line and it's a hand pull yeah. for them. And it is, often, though. I mean, it's, often. It, it is a way to get from one to the other without using any energy, really. Right. But in a cave, Don't that's a delicate that. line. Yeah. yeah. That it's not quite as... That you can't just come to the surface if you sturdy. lose your way because the line broke. Right. Yeah. So you use it as a guide, but you're not physically grabbing that line. Right. Yeah, that's all, all, all the technique and stuff that you would learn in a class. We also followed the third rule. When any of us used a third of our air supply, we'd all start to leave. Since we'd be leaving by a different way than we came in, the rule wouldn't be as easy to use as usual. Okay. Meaning they're they're going in one place and going they're out another. Out so they're doing this traverse. Right. Traverse, yeah. <laughs> Is it... <laughs> Is it Traverse City, Michigan? No, but my car is a Traverse. I thought we drove up in a Traverse. traverse. No, but it's a Traverse. I'm pretty sure it's a Traverse. Traverse. Oh. oh. Technically. Travel across or through? Technically. Technically, it's. Traverse. 
yeah, so they're, uh, they're, they're going in one, coming out the other. Which, in a day where there were no easy steps and walkway on any of them, mm-hmm. it was just as easy to go in one rocky hole and right. come out another rocky hole. Mm-hmm. Whereas today, it's not as common. It's, you're gonna, unless you're going to make a big yeah traverse to another spot with another nice or you go exit. in go in a shitty place and you come out and walk out one, of the right. steps yeah everyone checked his own and his buddy's equipment thoroughly i'd be gene's buddy because i was starting with 1500 psi the least of anyone we descended to the mouth of the cave okay system. so all of this so far i'm like well doing a traverse usually you have to know the gas usage you're going to do each way you know you go in you set a you leave a marker this is how far you got on thirds from that coming in one way then you go the other way so you know it's thirds to get so when you hit your marker and you still haven't reached thirds you know you've got thirds to go but the the problem is he's starting with 1500 you're gonna have to recalculate gas right uh, to actually how many cubic feet you have. yeah so really to do a traverse correctly it's probably going to be Yes, it's a couple dives at least. One yeah. going in mm-hmm. one way, mm-hmm. one going in the other way. We descended to the mouth of the cave system at about 18 feet and entered the blue room. At the north end, we entered a 3 by 10 foot slit in the floor at about 45 feet. Gene picked up the permanent line in the tunnel at about 65 feet and we followed. We kept close to the ceiling to avoid silting and to conserve air with the line just an arm's length below. And that's a fun descent going down that tunnel, yeah, right? Yeah, going in the pothole. That, 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 yeah. that mm-hmm. slit that he's talking about in the ground mm-hmm. that you drop straight down through, and then it flattens out. Yeah, and the first few times you do it, you kind of go like head down, and you're. You, it's not really that narrow, but it, if you're doing it for the first few times, it seems narrow. You're like, oh, man. But then as you dive it more, and this is what we talk about, like a week of diving in cave country, you start to know where you turn your body, how to position against flow and just drop. Yeah, starting to learn the anticipation of movement. Exactly, and what's the easiest way to get through certain openings, like that one in particular. You can turn sideways, and you can almost just drop sideways into it. Yeah, because you're changing. That's a cool thing about this is a great way to get into an environment where you're changing levels. Oh, my gosh. Right, in the water column. But visually, there's the same amount of rock all right. around oh, you, but, you don't, but you've just gone from 20 feet to 40 feet to 60 feet, right. you know, with, with all these changes. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You, you're down at 100 plus feet. It looks the same as if you were at 30 feet. You know, you're just in a cave. Right. So you can't, it's hard to gauge your gas usage by that. So that's some of the things that make you just much more aware of what's going on with you when you're cave diving because you have to. 10 minutes later, we reached the vertical line to pothole at 80 feet. Another check all around, and Gene signaled for ascent. He would go up first. Did you, would, have you ever been up that pothole? No, we never See, went up it. It's a little, can get a little squeezy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I would follow, then Bart and Wade. Just to be sure, I encircled the line with my thumb and forefinger. The chimney was anything but the straight shot up I'd expected. It zigged and it zagged with lots of projections to maneuver around. Air from Bart's and Wade's regulators and BCDs knocked silt off the walls, and the water was fast turning into pea soup. I could still see Gene's fins above me. I let go of the line for a second to negotiate a sharp turn at about 30 feet. When I peered up again through the flurry of silt and bubbles, 
Gene was gone. But was it really Gene that oh, went? Oh, see? The tables have turned, my friend. Now, the visibility was around zero, and I was almost totally disoriented. I knew which way was up, but that was about it. I had no idea where the guideline was, but I didn't think twice, figuring we were almost out. Hmm. So I think we should tell the, the non-diving listeners, or we, we should diving. tell the, yeah, the non-cave diving listeners that there are a lot of times in cave diving where you could be a bumbling, fumbling mess and it not make a difference. You could crash into the bottom and crash into mm-hmm. the walls, and it's so rocky, and there's so much flow that you're not. It's going to be a hundred feet plus of visibility, right. regardless of what's going on in the cave. True, not in Peacock though. Yeah, and then there's other times in the cave, in other areas of the cave, where it's a bunch of silt has collected for. Years and decades, or even just the day, centuries, right? Just the day of diving, you know, the silk gets blown from even your fin kicks. It's on the wall, right? Right, and it well, kind of settles I mean. there in a no flow or low flow cave. It settles there, or like you, you made that uh, trip over to um, waterhole, right? Right. So it's a you know a nice little dive, but it's, it takes you to places it's not as often traveled. So there's a lot of dust on the walls. So you've got that rocky area where there's there's no way you're ever going to blow it out right it's just rock and then you've got other spots where you've got all these a, a different level of flow and you've got the, mm-hmm. uh, a, a little bit of a stiller water where you have all that sediment that's collected on the walls and algae's growing you yeah know, because there's no no movement of water the algae starts growing big clumps of it you know? so in that area now you start have to be more aware mm-hmm. right because bad buoyancy bad kicks is going to stir all that silt up, mm-hmm. let alone if you're in a spot that's a clay bed mm-hmm. where now you really have to be careful because that is so thick yeah, and well, will just really turn things into pea soup. Right. The clay also is different than silt or sand or dirt even is in the sense of those other three, silt, sand, and, and dirt, those are particles in the water, you know. That will fall. That fall. Whereas clay, the molecules of the clay actually bind to the water molecules. And it takes months. Literally, it takes months for that to settle down, to, to unbind or whatever the you know chemical word is. But that's the difference between clay and the rest of them. That's why clay, a clay cave, it's very critical that you don't touch the clay. You know, stay out of it. And, if, and that's part of the reason, you know, and there's a lot of clay cave, a lot. I mean, we were in clay cave this yeah. week. There's a lot out there. And if you and have if you an have, issue. If you have technique, it stays crystal clear. Right. But if you have an issue and you drop in, you know, it's one thing also, you look good until something goes wrong, until you lose a mask. And now all of a sudden you go to your primary training, which was I clear mask and replace mask on my knees. Look out. That's yeah. going to be a terrible rest of the when day for everybody mask, involved. Yeah. Put your mask on. You are, you aren't going to be able to see anything anyway. Right. Yeah. You don't even for months. Yeah. You, you don't even need the mask. Yeah. And you don't need. Yeah. You don't have months. Now this area where they're going, right? This is again a, like a totally different environment than like what a normal cave that would be because yeah. they're going to exit out this different sink. It's tight. It's got 
growth all over the walls. It's got silt in there. And it's There's vertical. Four people trying to exit. Lots of bubbles. Lots you, of swimming. Lots of motion. You're kind of going to assume that you're going to lose. It's, we're going to lose viz going in and out of this spot. Yeah, I think you make it's that. Almost you would impossible. make that assumption going. Yeah. You would make that assumption going in, knowing it, that this little stretch is going right. to be. It's going to get blown out because you have to get vertical to get through it, and you're going to you're going to be you know touching the walls. You don't want to, but there's a little bit you're going to be touching walls, which which means you're going to be scraping off that algae and all the other stuff that's on the walls, and it's gonna it's gonna destroy the viz. I mean, you can try to minimize it, but I don't think you can make it beautiful going up that chute, that sh- chimney. A second later, there was a flash of greenish light. It seemed too bright to be a dive light, and as I continued up, the light disappeared. Suddenly, I realized there were no more bubbles from below. And the farther up I went, the tighter the passage got until it had narrowed to within a few inches around me. I stopped and listened, then turned off my light. Silence. Don't turn off your Darkness. light. Darkness. Do not turn off your light. Okay, so. Put it, put it to your belly or hide it, but yeah. There's a, that's from old HID days. I right, right. This is, this is yeah. 90s before... Uh, yeah, that this was hell. It's still hell days, but but still, yeah, yeah. So he's um, so he's off the line mm-hmm. and just going up a crevice and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. He's a little side shoot there, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I remember in my original cave class doing a, a lost line drill mm-hmm. where you know I'm, I'm going around this room Looking and then the line, like. Yeah. I had found a, a, another little up room, mm-hmm. and then so I'm like coming down and kind of got lost in in that a little bit. Like, yeah. oh shit! Like, where the hell am I at right now? And had to just drop down, and basically start all over, go up the other way, uh-huh. and and found it. But um, where he is, he's he's off the line. He's heading up. He's, he's not too go- far. He's still from, going yeah. up, but he's now he's run out of up because he's yeah. not really on the up. He hasn't been funneled to the opening. He's been funneled off to this. You know, it might not be a funnel shape. It might be you know, which is why. Like, so he's just tearing everything up because there's nowhere to go. The bubbles don't ever anywhere to go. They're collecting <laughs> and knocking everything yeah. down. They can't. They don't have a free escape out to the mm-hmm. surface in pothole. Plus all that silt and sand and everything that's yeah. that's built in, he's just trashing, which yeah. is why the visibility has gone to nothing. And the green could be green from the surface yeah, that you're seeing. Uh-huh. It could be green from a from a light of a buddy just off mm-hmm. in the distance. So what he's saying when he's saying I, I shut my light off, or what you and I would do nowadays, you just hold the light against your right. body. It's so that you can see some the other lights a yeah. lot easier. You know, it's not your light just polluting your eye kind of thing, if that's the right word. But I do that a lot when I'm diving, if I, especially when I'm in lead. I, I want to make sure every, the whole team's back there. So I put my light up against my chest and look for the other lights. And that just tells you, okay, everybody's going with Everybody's us. here. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is, and I've noticed, like nowadays, there's so much light that we have with us. It's almost hard. Yeah, like if if you've got like video lights and stuff down there, a couple of video lights. Yeah. There's so much light lighted up behind you, it's almost hard to see those lights for signal. Well, you can't see the signal lights for the most part. It's just washed out. If they're videoing from behind. Well, that's where it comes to the the diver behind you to keep that light. You know, you don't need it to see because you got plenty of light from a video camera. You're using it for communication. Yeah. Use it for the, uh, put it somewhere where it just kind of sits there for the 
person in front of you to see kind of thing. Anyway. I turned my light back on and checked my air. How much? 700 PSI. So he's used over half of it, yeah. So he's used over. He's only gone 400 feet, and that's. Well, he's, so he's over thirds, right? Oh, yeah. He's right? So we had 1,500 to begin with. Right. So he's used, I mean, and this is one of the things with new cave diving. I can remember, you know, when you're you're fighting things because you're not using technique. You're using, you know, just brute brute force and working hard. You're not taking your time. You're not, like we say, you know, that finesse of barely having to move your fins to move around. You know, that's why kind of like the fins we use kind of thing yeah um you don't use air you don't use gas hardly and that that helps in situations like this where oh i've only used 200 so i'm at 1300 not i've used 800 <laughs> right yeah that's a new that's just new cave diver usage i think so to do a dive like this like we were saying earlier mm-hmm. right you wouldn't just jump in with a gas plant of thirds plan on going in at one spot out at the other mm-hmm. and just assume you're going to make it out with the remaining yeah. gas right that's where you were saying you would this would be multiple dives to get you to the point of doing this knowing that you've you know how you've, much it takes yeah, yeah. You, you've known knowing that the distance that you can make it mm-hmm. before you get there so that you could right. exit with the right amount of gas well knowing where they're you know we know potholes you know you get to pothole and you, and you go up. It's only four hundred. It is. It's right there. It's not super far in. I mean, people. So so people do dives like this. Go yeah. in one spot, come out the other. Unfortunately, sometimes they just go on the trust me assumption of it's this right. far and, you and can, nothing's no, changed. Nothing's changed. Yeah. And, yeah. It, to but me, it's some, a little nerve wracking. Yeah, do it that I, way, I would right? agree. With you. I'm, I'm pretty conservative in my planning that way for sure. Well, and the other side of it is we don't do it enough. That I'm well, there you and go. Even if the other side of that is, and this is one of the things we talked to Larry about, is which I found interesting that it's easy to just become complacent because you do it so often, you do it so much, second nature. You know, even if everything went to shit, you know the place like the back of your hand. Well, and I would say on the flip side of that is I'm diving with my buddy who knows this place so good. Mm-hmm. Right. What happened? If even if everything went to shit, he knows the place like the back of his hand. Nothing's going to go right. wrong until something until goes wrong. Goes, yeah. Until the problem yeah. is with him, and now yeah. everything's on me. He's unconscious. Like, oh, and you're, shit. you're both going. What? I'm beyond my ability. Mm-hmm. I'm about, beyond my knowledge, beyond my training, beyond my awareness of, of how to get us home. Right. And and that goes to the team. Both or all members have to be able to. Get the person out, no matter what the other person out. That's right? the that's the not just the one. That's gu- the, the mindset guru. that I go with. Yeah, yeah. The guru can get us out. Well, if something happens to the guru, we might be up a creek. Yeah. When I shine the light above me, all I could see was a stream of my bubbles disappearing up a six-inch wide crevice. That's not the one he's looking for. He ain't gonna make it through that one. <laughs> Even if he takes his yeah. gear off, he's not gonna make <laughs> it up through that crevice. It. As my situation finally sunk in, I, he- I felt my heartbeat begin accelerating and felt the rush of the adrenaline. I tried hard to stop it, to fight the panic, make a plan and follow it. Okay, I thought, I'll drop back down, find the line again, and reascend. No sweat. Probably a good thought. Good yeah, this, I mean, this is really good thinking, right? Difficult, 
I mean, it, it takes a very strong minded diver to know that you're working mm-hmm. and, to and, stop. and stop all that yeah. work. Yeah. Stop the mind from racing. Mm-hmm. Stop the panic from setting in. Not freak out. Get control of your breathing and get focused on basics. Right? You've got gas. Right. Not much in in this position, but he probably if he if he found his way, it's not even going to cost him fifty psi to get out. Right. So in reality, he's got lots of gas, but at the same time, seven hundred psi is not a lot of gas to right. to spend all day goofing around right and when we're looking at ratios of what he's used up till now to what he had and there's that's a kind of a crazy ratio looking at ratios you're like oh fuck but if you look at well looking at it in hindsight and looking at what we know and what he's right there he's not far away he's feet away from the exit yeah which now, you if can he, be right if yeah. If you panic and freak out and go flailing looking for the exit, you're, you're going to suck through 700 psi yeah. in a minute. Right, and if you get stuck there, yeah, if you if you lose your mind enough that you're not able to realize, hey, I've got to let my buoyancy, I've got to you know, I've got to get my buoyancy to negative and go down a bit. I'm trapped up in this little area. You'll just sit there and suck all your air right there. Right, right. now if you stay calm. Get control of that stuff. Yeah. Now that 700 psi becomes, I've got Plenty a lot. Of I've got I've got yeah. time to work and time to think. And he's probably at like 15 feet or something, 10 feet at deep. At this point, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. They're, yeah, they're on their way back out. Back in the tunnel, I found the main guideline and a moment of calm, but only a moment. I tried shutting off my light again and looking for the others. Nothing. I realized that in my rush back to the main tunnel, I'd forgotten to watch which way I was coming from. So now he doesn't see any arrows either. Or right. Anything. Yeah. Do I go to the, the left, left down this line or do I go to the right down this right. line? It's easy to get turned around, man. Everything's darker. It's nothing but concrete around you. Concrete. There's nothing but limestone around you. Now, there, there was a day in, in the caves where just having the guideline was a major addition to the caves. Sure. And eventually, through some unfortunate circumstances they realized we're also going to put arrows right to in the line so that when you, you are just further you don't get further <laughs> yeah. further in right? right so there's there's these and they're about every hundred feet now, nowadays yeah. yeah yeah so but even still like if you landed right at the 50 <laughs> right yeah. you could go the wrong way for a while mm-hmm. before you realize oh shit i gotta turn around and go the other way to get out right and sometimes when there's two openings here's the other thing they ran into there's two exits, one's farther, one's closer. So they had to, they had to show them you have an exit this way, but it's faster. So they'd put two arrows there in the same direction, and then that, the other exit would go the other way. Just one arrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because you, yeah, one way you you come down and you go to the left, and it it shows an arrow out, but it's a thousand feet out to that exit. You go if you would have went to the right. There's two arrows. And it's 200 feet out. You ain't got enough for a 1,000. This guy doesn't. In this situation, right. Yeah. Right. So even with arrows and things like that, you have got to. You still have to know what the hell you're dealing with. Now, I didn't know which direction to look for the line going up. And since I'd completely forgotten about buoyancy and my panic, I drifted down to the floor of the tunnel and into the silt. There we go. <laughs> I knew I had to think, but I just couldn't do it. I moved quickly down the line about 20 feet, trying to remember how far it was back to Peacock Slough. 
It's slough. <laughs> slough. 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 Where we had started. I bolstered myself to make a decision on an escape route. I checked my air one more time. I was down to less than 600 PSI. As I shined my light along the main line, I caught sight of the pothole line, the white nylon glowing through a rising cloud of silt. Oh, Oh, man. You could easily, I mean, this is um, like right out of a horror story, right? Well, yeah, and this like is... Like, so much happening. Right. I mean, like, you would feel like you're just being, like, rained upon by the by the apocalypse of, of just, like, <laughs> shit landing on you, right? Uh-huh. Locusts flying through the cave. <laughs> a, a, guy on a, yeah. a guy on a white horse just, like, cruising <laughs> down the crowns. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is not an... I don't think this is, like, an uncommon thing to happen, especially to a new diver, new cave diver. This is not uncommon, like, going up that pothole sink. That's... It's easy to go up there, and, the, like he says, the vis goes to shit, especially... You got... How many guys are going up there? Four. Four guys are going up there. The bubbles alone are going to destroy it, and you're not going to be able to see where you're going. You and that's that. why I guess we should say yeah. this is probably not a dive... A new cave diver is going to be know. doing generally. Oh, I, well, I did it. I did. I did. Um, I mean, I didn't get lost. I still made it out. The, went right up pothole. That was one of my first cave dives. So we went up pothole with the instructor. But then on my own, I did. I was like, oh, I did this before, and it was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the hell am I doing here, man? <laughs> you know, it's it's not it's not as simple as just oh, there's the line up there. I, you can see through the little crack uh, there. I, just got to go up here, you know, but then you start going up and it, the buoyancy wants to kind of wedge you, you know, your buoyancy. So you got to constantly make yourself a little negative, you know? Yeah. And that's just that so, finesse of, of, yes. of you know, that's being you able learn. to mm-hmm. tweak your body yes. 10 degrees one way, yeah, 20 the, degrees another way right? to, to, to make finesse it, your way. Right. You're trying not to be, you know, pinballing up through there, but if you're constantly, as you're ascending and you're not letting out enough gas, it wants to pin you against the little outcroppings. So it's kind of stopping you. And you, the thing is, you got to realize I got to go down to go back up. So right. to, if you stay just a barely slightly negative, almost neutral, but barely, the only reason I say slightly negative is that so you can still go up a little, right? Well, and, you and go ride. down so, right. so you can get back down under, little, right. under that cropping. Or you can just give it a little in, inhalation and you'll start to rise. You can feel it. But you'll be able to feel the tension of the rocks against you if you start, you know, it's it's grabbing your BC wing or something. Anyway, the it's, long story short, it's really easy to happen to. This is not like, uh, oh well, my it's gosh, like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, so it's like if you were going straight forward in a really tight area. A little bit different, yeah. Right? And you got pinned by some rock. You're not just going to forcibly keep swimming through the rock you're gonna have to stop back up a little Mm -hmm. bit to come back forward on a little bit of a different well it's like a keyhole yeah you know and and they have you know there's a lot i've been through openings like that where you have to with your canister light and everything you've got to contort yourself a little to make it through the hole you you're not going to make it just swimming normal horizontally you have to contort yourself to get through the hole and then you have to, you know, it's like a one-way hole kind of. You, you're not going to come out like that, that same, in that same contortion. So those are the, 
somewhat like that, but not really. I mean, again, it's this is a lot easier to do than than many people think. And you would lose your buddies pretty quickly because the viz goes to shit from all the bubbles and four people trying to go up this uh, this this uh, yeah. sinkhole. And it's easy. You just go over a couple feet. You're like, okay, I'll just move over here. Boom, you're in a little corner. <laughs> you're <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> and it's dark. You're like, what the fuck? Son of a... So, right, right, yeah. Like, so, just a couple of feet. Mm-hmm. This is where experience pays off. Because like, if I did now, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I got too far over and I would just go down a little bit. I wouldn't even probably go down to the floor. i just, you know... Be aware of which way you're moving in that little slot, and go back over yes, to the yes. middle, and you'll find the line, and you'll see the lights up there. You know, that's the point. I, I think yeah. ultimately that we're we're talking is it's yeah. the the mental. It's a mental game, yeah. Yep, fortitude or whatever the word is, but that comes with experience, and it comes with the training. That's part of what the training is is giving you that confidence. Like, okay, calm down, go back to your training. What am I supposed to do here? Correct. That's right. what the training yeah. does. Absolutely. And like we, we've talked about that the last couple of weeks is how important that is, is cave diving super easy until it's not. Until it's not. Well, everything's easy right? until it's not. Brain yeah. surgery is like a piece of cake until it's tough. <laughs> until, until you nip that artery. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, he's going to be saying potato a lot. <laughs> Potato? Three, mean three potato. plus how much is three plus two? Potato. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the line like a babe to its mother, moving through heavy silt that I'd kicked up in my panic as I followed the line up, this time with thumb and forefinger locked in an unbreakable ring. I saw the same light I'd seen my first time. Sunlight, then three pairs of fins and legs waiting in the pool above. On the surface, I could feel my heart pumping, but no blood was getting to my head. The others knew just what to say. Nothing. I thought I'd bought it, I said, breaking the silence. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's going through my head when this is going on. It's like, my buddies, my buddies are looking for me. Actually, they're probably having a little party. Yeah, finally, that bastard. But you got to be one, you know, because that's what I would be going where the fuck is he right you know i give it a few minutes because you know like you can get off track but can't give it too much time there's a fine line between um seeing something go wrong and giving your buddy the time, the time to fix it himself mm-hmm. versus okay we where do i have to step in also so that this doesn't get worse yeah well also mm-hmm. knowing like well if i do go back down in there and he's trying we're banging who knows what's going on? You know, somebody else. Especially in this there. spot, yeah. there's not room for four people to be all together. This is room for four that people. Sinkholes. This is room for four people to go single file, right? And exit. Not four people to right. hang around and go. Hey, what do you want to do? You didn't hear like anybody putting a marker down and like, hey, there's people up there. Uh, so other divers may be coming in there. Hey, let's go a pothole. Let's go check it out. That's the kind of shit we used to do. It's like swimming by, see the. Let's go check it out. You know, yeah, okay. Go take a look up there. Now, what, I just want you to think about that. You, you got this lost guy, three guys already up there sitting in the hole, which it's not very big. You right. don't have a, very much, you know, it's like be, be friendly with each other. You're all going to be tight. And uh, Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, the, the hole you would cut for ice diving. Yeah. Yeah. And you're all sitting up there, <laughs> right? And, and as you're just sitting there, you, you know, hopefully they're smart enough, put a bunch of gas in and just float and let everything settle. 
Uh, so if they were planning on going back down and heading back, although you can get out potholes, it's, it's still a little, it's, it's not fun. With twins, I should say it's, just, it's not that bad. Potholes isn't that bad. Ten seconds more and I was going back for you, Gene said. I looked at my gauge again, 400 PSI. In cave diving, that's not just flat broke out of air. That's being in hock. You're, you're down 100 at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be below 500. Um, yeah, really? you're not going to start a, a cave dive below 500. Right? <laughs> so you're hoping that he says, okay, I'm going to walk. I'm getting the fuck out. Right. Take off your fins and get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely, there's, there's no way in the world. You, I mean, you're, which is something to consider. Like, okay, yeah, I, I, I got out of this. I'm at the surface. Why would you? But getting to walkable land well, is not yeah. just like, Exiting the water. No, you got to get yourself out of this hole. <laughs> it's you're basically rock climbing yeah. now. We've done it. I mean, we did it just to do it, but but we call that the walk of shame. We have to make the walk of shame. Although you know, we did we did it just for like okay, let's go. We'll just walk back. We're done. We didn't have you know that incident. We it was a fine dive, but we had already been diving. It was more like on the way out kind of thing. Yeah, let's go do this. We'll get out early, and we don't have to deal with all the people that are you know if they're running classes there or whatnot. Yeah, what I mean though is. Yeah, you're not. Uh, oh no, it's not. Simple. You're not pulling your fins off, climbing up the ladder, right. and t- yeah. t- t- walking the flat no. ground. It's yeah, it's through the. It's through the <laughs> you got a rocky jungle e- exit, kind of thing, and too, then yeah. through the jungle mm-hmm. trot. Yeah. The lesson was clear: in diving, rules are not made to be broken. The rules and procedures of diving have been acquired the hard way. They're often the only thing standing between a great dive and a disaster. And last dive. Yeah. And the walk of shame. The, I'll take the walk of shame any day yeah, if yeah, I had yeah, to yeah, over yeah. the disaster. Uh-huh. As long as right? you learn because from the it, disaster yeah. usually means bad news. Bad news. Yeah. Stay within arm's length of the guideline. In case of silting, get on the line immediately and stay on it until you have come to the end of the line. How many lives had it taken to emphasize the vital importance of those rules? Lucky for me, it hadn't taken one more. Scary stuff, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, continuous guideline. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's one of the the main rules. It's one of those five golden rules. Maintain a continuous guideline to open this water. This gets bad. Make sure you're on the line, mm-hmm. and then you could you've always got that to follow you home. Like even if you've got zero visibility, right? It is one of the the those five golden rules that all cave divers learn on cave class day one, and. Uh, but you go down to cave country and you see cave divers not doing that. Yeah, right off the bat. And sure, it's easy. and we had an issue, uh, right. you know, over the weekend of of a tight spot picking up uh, picking up bottles. Another team of divers coming yeah. through that we didn't know. We kind of hit an area, just terrible timing that we're all picking up bottles. Right, when other divers coming are yeah. coming through. Yeah, and, like and, it and, needs a traffic light. Yeah, and then uh, what the hell, man? And then it got milky. Yeah, to the point it. not where I felt like I I needed to be on, on the, the line, line but, but I definitely yeah. was like, don't take your eyes off that line. Oh yeah, yeah and then yeah, it yeah. opened back up. But when you're used to gin, feet of it, yeah, you're used to yeah. gin clear water, and now you go to that that milkiness. Mm-hmm. It gets you. It's more of a get not you, gin. It's more of a, a watered down bourbon. Not even bourbon because it isn't brown. It's well, it was it was clear. A, it, was, it, was, it was clear, but it was grayish. Turned, you know, 
bluish gray. Slightly. I mean, it wasn't opaque. No. You could see through it. What's the word? Gin clear. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give a booze analogy <laughs> for what they. So if you got gin, you can see a thousand feet through it. You got bourbon. That's more of tannic water. Like when we came out of Ginny, and and the tannic water from the river is is you know leaking into. Yeah, you're you're exiting in bourbon. Yes, you're exiting so, in a whiskey. You're so, diving in gin, but you're exiting in, in whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, is it a bourbon or what do you call it? It is kind of a bourbon. It's not a, a golden scotch. No, it's it was a brown brownie bourbon. bourbon whiskey. Yeah. 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 But you. what about like uh, like what he was diving in was more like a Midori. Like coming out there, there's green. There's some green. Well, Midori, in this story. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah he's that's a, what I'm saying. What he was diving in, what our story goer was coming out there. He's He was diving a in a Midori. Midori switched over to a spinach smoothie, a by, spinach by, smoothie. The, by the end. There's it's no, just, it's this is thick. only booze. It's, okay, let's keep it booze. Okay, pour, pour a shot of vodka. Absinthe. What is absinthe? This is absinthe. Pour a shot of vodka in that smoothie because you're going to need it if you get out. Yeah, and I actually, and so looking back at where all that traffic was, it was more like uh, that blue sat. It was a blue sapphire gin. Yeah, there you go. Okay, ish, right? A little cloudy, but it's blue, and you could you could see through it still, but it's blue. Beckons you still. It's still beckoning you. Yeah, beautiful dives. And if you um, again, if you stick to stick to the rules, cave diving's fun. Cave diving's easy. That's a rule. That's a rule. You break the rules. Things get really scary quick. Yeah, they can for Be- sure. You know, because it, it's so easy to think you're in one place and not be in that place. Not because be yes. the, the, a lot the of it looks the same. As as much as the different areas of the cave look so different, mm-hmm. they also at the same time look just like everything Similar. else. Mm-hmm. It, it's real. And once your brain starts playing tricks on you. That's what becomes your enemy. You I mean, know, like how many en- times in open water have you thought you were going one direction, and then you look at your compass and you go, "What the? F- wait, uh, it, am, yeah. is my compass broken?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Always trust that compass. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then the same thing. Down. No, it's your head that's broken. <laughs> it's your brain. <laughs> it's you your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's easy to think I'm just going to go look over here, mm-hmm. and then you turn around. Well, the way back does not look, look the, the same, same. way. Mm-hmm. Is the way there? So you're. Do I go a little to the left? I go a little to the right. That's too far to go without a line. That's why it's good. You know, no, another good idea. One of my cave instructors told me is, you know, every fifty feet, take a look back. Take a look back at where you're coming. This is what it's going to look like when you come back. So mental picture, snap, little snapshots as you. Well, that's along. another thing. Is you know, <laughs> let alone it's experience. You have a bad kick. And it's clear in front of yeah. you, and you turn and around like, oh, yeah. I can't well, see anything because I'm, I'm destroying everything destroying for everyone else. We'll yeah, that's a whole you. different yeah, story. That's yeah. a different story. But yeah, it's more of a, so you recognize this is what it looks like about, it. you know, look at your time, look at how much gas, constantly taking these mental snapshots, especially in your early years of cave diving. If you're down there for two months and you're diving that same cave, you, got, you get 100 dives, you know, in one cave system you're starting to learn it really well so you, you get it i mean that just increases your safety margin as far as that goes the downside of it is it increases your complacency because you're like i don't need to follow those rules because it's two edged sword in here quick yeah I, I do this all the time but murphy's always our, our invisible buddy you know you never have you never have uh less than a three-man team you have you your buddy and old murphy 
which is Murphy's Law, which is everything's going to go wrong at, at the, the worst possible time. Yep, I'm with you. And that was good. Uh, yeah. That was a good conversation with Larry. Like we we had a bit of that. So those of you on Patreon, thank you for supporting us, helping You'll out like the show. It. You're going to love love this interview coming up. It's a good one. It's a good one. It, it, it's which reminds us we, we we talked on the on a, on that long road trip back home. We had we had lots of time to to talk about new ideas. And uh, I think we, we were saying we we're going to add two new levels to Patreon. We oh, got yeah. the, we're going to add the hundred thousand dollar level, which will allow you to do a dive <laughs> with the uh, buddy up with Jamesy and Brando. Yeah, a hundred thousand dollars. You're going to you, have the dive uh, of your life. Right. The dive of your life. The million dollar level. We're taking you to Cayman. A week in Grand Cayman, diving with Jamesy and Brando. Oh, it'll be the best time you ever had. That's the silver level, the hundred thousand. The gold level is that million dollar. All and then you for uh, a billion dollars for you, you get platinum. For all you other, platinum. for all you other Patreon levels, <laughs> you get a kick-ass interview coming up. Yes, and it is. It's a good one. This is a really good one, and uh, one I really enjoyed. So, not that it is, all the other ones have been great too, and this just goes along with them, right? So, yeah, and we have uh, we have a few more of these already. Already recorded in, in, in the works ready to rock. for uh, for 2020. So yeah. good stuff. All right, everybody. Well, hey, I hope you. That was a great dive. It was a great dive. Almost a disaster, but but it was a great dive. Kind of had to go back, like you know, go back to his training. Cool your head, man. Calm, Calm down the brain. The brain will get you. As long as you got gas. Yeah. You you can you can think and hopefully work your way out of this situation you put yourself in. Yeah. When the time to panic is when there's nothing in your tank <laughs> and you are well, still go way ahead. back there. At that point, go ahead. You might as well. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. Great. All right, everybody. Good dive. Hey, uh, great meeting everybody uh, that we got to meet down in Florida and uh, new friends that we made and the people that we ran into that we knew. So it was great seeing everybody, and we will be back again soon. And we'll see you guys next week. Until then. Slough, we're both wrong. <laughs> Slough. What the fuck do they know? Slough. Wouldn't it be great to walk up to an argument and they're both arguing like like this? Only even worse, they're really into it, and you walk up and like slough. <laughs> slough.